0: the questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth.
1: Welcome to Veritas.
0: Today we have the privilege of speaking with Diane Canfield, a remarkable psychic, clairvoyant medium and transformational healer who has devoted her life to helping people navigate the complex and uncertain terrain of our times. As a prophetic visionary, Diane has the ability to tap into the energies and frequencies beyond this realm, giving her a unique perspective on the present and the future. In this interview, we will explore the power of psychic intuition and its role in helping us make sense of the rapid changes and shifts happening in the world today. From the rise of new technologies to the emergence of extraterrestrial beings, we will delve into the fascinating topics that Diane is an expert in and gain insights and guidance on how we can prepare for the unknown ahead. With our ability to receive messages from the Creator and lift humanity to higher levels of consciousness, Diane will take us on a journey into the unseen dimensions of reality, inspiring us to awaken to our full potential and embrace the opportunities and challenges of our times. So sit back, relax, and get ready to enter the mystical realm of psychic intuition with Diane Canfield.
2: You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time listening, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focus Life Force Energy. Get a 15 day free trial of FLFE today. We also have rebounders, pure organic sulfur, Flash drives with all our Veritas and Sanitas seasons and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at VeritasRadio.com. And now, here's your host, Mel Hasselwick.
0: And directly from Davenport, Florida, I'd like to welcome Diane Kenfield. Hello, Diane, and welcome. How are you?
2: Hi, Mel. I'm very good. Thanks for having me on.
0: My pleasure. Well, it's been a while since we'd had somebody that could actually make sense of things in the terms of uh, psychic abilities. And you are here today. And as I always ask, I'd like to know, when did you feel? Can you tell us about your background on how you first discovered your psychic abilities?
2: Yes. um, I believe that I've been psychic since I was a child. And I believe it runs, it usually runs down the mother's matri matriarchal line. And I believe my mother also had psychic abilities, but she was not aware of it, which happens a lot. So I had, I start having um, psychic abilities as a child. For instance, uh, I was channeling, I wrote my own uh, story out that was channeled and I was like 10 years old. And, um, you know, I didn't get a parental support or guidance because of course my parents didn't know what was going on with me. Um, so then another time I, uh, had stayed home. Um, I'd stayed home because I'd been sick and my parents and my other family members went out and they went to a certain activity. And when they got home, I told them exactly what they did, where they went and what the activity was and all the, what happened there. And word for word, and they were just shocked and they didn't have anything to say to me. So, you know, and I was, I think I was about 14 at this time. And so not getting any support, uh, a person kind of is like, well, that's, you know, they just go within themselves because they're like, oh, well, I'm not getting support for that. I don't know what happened. And I'm just going to like close it off. So basically, that's kind of what I did. I closed it off for many years, although I always knew things I always felt like I knew things that other people didn't know, but it was somewhat closed off until about 2020.
0: And what happened in 2020?
2: Yeah. Then, then around 2020, um, I went through, I had uh, what, what I would call a calling. And I feel like this happens to a lot of people where they go through life, you know, working, I had worked corporate jobs and everything else. And uh, I could no longer work the job. I could no longer be in the, corporate corporate world I had a complete change of reality happen and through this I had to access my own abilities they were you know they were coming through and I had to start accessing them and I had no choice so it was as if the the universe said to me okay enough playing around now you this is your sole purpose this is why you're here you're going to have to do this and one of the first things that happened is seeing a huge Palladian, Palladian uh, mothership right in Lake Worth, Florida, and right in broad daylight. So uh, me and my husband were walking down the street, walking our dog, and he pointed out to me, he said, look it over there. And I looked up there and there's a water tower in Lake Worth too. So it was, we kind of, we kind of sized it up to a water tower, and it was bigger than the water tower. And you know how big a water tower is. And it was bigger than the water tower and completely clear. And I looked at it and I was like, Oh my God, because ever since I was a child, I I always knew that ETs existed because I feel now like I had missing time as a child. And we walked a little bit further. We were both watching it and it was rotating and it was disc shaped with lights going all around the middle. And All these lights were all different colors and it was rotating around the circle, but standing, you know, staying in the same place. And we walked around the corner and we both felt sort of odd and sort of giddy. And we looked up and it was no longer there. There was a cloud right in front of it that it kind of like put the cloud in front of it to hide it so that we could no longer see it. So that if other people looked up at it, I believe they would just see the cloud. They would never see they would never have seen it. Okay, so I believe this is we, there's a lot of ships around us all the time because I've seen many others than that since that time in broad daylight. I believe there's many around all the time, but they use the cloud as a cover. Now that doesn't mean that some of these that you see online where they look like ships that doesn't mean that they are a ship because this cloud looked normal, it didn't look like a ship, it was just a normal looking cloud. So what I believe, what I came to believe after that was that those of us that are meant to see them are going to see them. And the people that are are not meant to see them won't see them yet. And until they're ready to see them, they won't see them. So I was, I feel like they then encoded me because then I went on a huge journey after that and leading up to today. So the, the journey that I went on after that is I was kind of like. Um,
0: what year was this, Diane? What year?
2: This was two thousand. Okay. Yeah, two thousand. So uh, the movie uh, "Encounters of the Third Kind" or whatever it's called—I can't remember the exact name. Yeah,
0: Close encounters. Where,
2: yeah, where he's 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 uh, obsessed with the uh, the spaceship that's coming. Um, you know, I became kind of like that guy, Richard Dreyfuss, and I became obsessed with ships then. And I started researching everything I could find to find this exact ship. And I did find ships that are very similar. And I just then became obsessed with alien races and ships. And because I feel like I was encoded by them then to like start, really start my spiritual journey. And so then, since that time, of course, I've had a lot of, I've seen a lot of ships and I've actually seen aliens in person, which. They appear to me kind of like similar to how spirits appear to me. So it's not that it's not that I could go and touch them, but I'm not sure if I could touch them because I've never tried to touch them. So but they many of the races have since appeared to me.
0: Before 2020, Diane, did you have any experiences or was this the pivotal moment, the trigger event?
2: I had experiences as a child and I always felt like I knew things that other people didn't know but I didn't, I didn't really have any out-of-this-dimension experiences that started happening in 2020, right?
0: So 2020, can you give me some specifics of what happened? Obviously, a lot of us know what happened in 2020 was a, a logo where we are now versus before 2020. Uh, can you share with us some of the things that you encountered in 2020?
2: I, I would say I went through a, a life change in that, I could no longer work my regular job that, you know, corporate job that I was working and I was forced into, uh, you know, going into the spiritual world because I started looking for answers. That's when I really started looking for answers. Like, what is this reality? What am I doing here? Um, You know, uh, what is the nature of this whole reality? Why, why is everyone here? Why am I here? Um what's happening? what does this mean you know i I started going very deep I went very deep and i've uh, since then i've gone i've I've gone as deep as you can go obviously
0: obviously it seems to me that once you acquired that can we call it knowledge or wisdom or a download you've used these abilities to help others navigate the spiritual path and awaken uh, to their full potential. How have you used those abilities?
2: Uh, Well, you know, I give uh, psychic readings, I give healings, I give, I spread knowledge, uh, I'm trying to constantly spread knowledge, of course, now, you know, it's not the same, but um, I'm constantly trying to spread knowledge and help others to evolve themselves past human level into the next dimension, which we're all in the ascension process, we're all going to be beyond human. So I'm constantly trying to level up everyone. But, you know, a lot of people aren't ready for that yet. So then I have to, I have to call it a slow pace because much of the population still isn't ready for that yet.
0: So what happens when the population, and I've talked to so many people in the past who say it's not our job to wake him up. If their can we call it sole contract is to stay in their, in their dormant stage or then we shouldn't be waking them up. What do you think about that? Should we wake people up? Or is it up to them to wake up?
2: I think that we are responsible for ourselves, but we are going to get asked when we go into let's say that let's say that for some reason someone passes away and they don't make it through the ascension process. You're going to be asked on the other side, what did you do to help people? And so yes, I think we have a responsibility um, to help everyone that we can and to help as many as we can. And it's up to them to say no, you know? They can always say no and they can reject it, but it's up to us to try. I think we have to keep trying. We have to keep trying as much as we can. So I even, I talk to, I I talk to strangers about things like when I go to the grocery store or whatever, I plant a little seed in there and it's not conspiracy theories. It's just like, uh, it's it's sometimes it's conspiracy theories, but sometimes it's just, you know, planting the little seed just so they'll think about the nature of reality and is this all there is, and get them to just go a little higher in their consciousness.
0: Planting the seed is key, and I don't mean to equate humans with a horse, but it's the proverbial taking the horse to water. It's up to the horse to drink the water, right?
2: Exactly, right, exactly. So I mean, yeah, go ahead. No, right
0: now, I'm just thinking there's there's so much turmoil, Every single day. Right now, there's another train derailment. Believe it or not, when you listen to this, folks, I don't know if this is going to be the second, the third, the fourth, but we get these, you know, Chernobyl happening all over the place. Do you think this is on purpose? And if so,
2: why? Uh, yes, I believe this is on purpose. And this is on purpose because, um, of course, the deep state uh, wants the planet to themselves and the dark, um, dark energy has in, in my opinion has invaded a lot of people and they're doing this um, sort of robotically. And, um, you know, we're, we're always having to maintain a balance of light and dark. And so right now the ascension process is happening and we're all leveling up and everybody is leveling up. And so the dark is trying to intercede and stop this. And this, this to me is what's taking place right now
0: is this what well let me ask you let me preface the question the sun i think the sun has such a a life-saving purpose the sun is healing the sun gives life the moon some people say it's cold it's what uh, the dead carcass need in order for them to putrefy and and it's 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 a the duality basically and they're trying to block the sun especially now in the winter I mean, you lived in Arizona. I lived in Arizona. And I've never seen these winters that we've seen in, in this particular winter. I hardly have seen the sun in the past few months in this state that gets 300 days of sunshine. Are they covering the sun because they want people sick? And what else?
2: Yeah, they want to depopulate the planet. So they want the planet for themselves. So they want about five, maybe 500,000 people that they can use as slaves. And then everyone else will die off. That that's what
0: they want. I mean, five hundred thousand or five hundred million?
2: Probably five. Pro, uh, well, probably five hundred thousand. They don't want too many. They want just enough to keep around as slaves.
0: You think it's enough to have five hundred? Well, we look at the Georgia Guidestones that were no are no longer around, and I was. And, and I'll ask you in a minute what you think happened to the Georgia Guidestones. But it said that, well, if I remember correctly, keep the ba- the balance of the planet at five hundred million people, and not grow, control the population, and all those things. To some people, that might sound like a, a a pretty picture. They think that overpopulation, but when when you think that you can fit every single person of this planet in the state of Texas, maybe we're not as overpopulated as we're told. And the whole scarcity crisis, scarcity of oil, scarcity of food, scarcity of everything, I think is just to perpetuate the fear and control. That's
2: right. No, I, I totally agree with that. And, um, you know, whatever whatever amount they need that that's the only that's the only amount that they want to keep around is just to use as slaves. And they basically are being controlled. And to me, they're being controlled by demonic forces.
0: I totally agree with you. if 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 uh-huh. you believe folks that there's a demonic force out there, I don't know what else is taking place right now. But I used to say, My life changed after 9-11. You know, I had relatives who used to say to me, look, a, a plane did not crash in the Pentagon, on the Pentagon. And I'm thinking, how dare you question the official story? Are you saying that our government has something to do with it? I stopped talking to people because I just couldn't believe it. But I did my own research and realized like, wow, maybe this was really a false flag after all. And that's what, that was my awakening moment and i could say that life changed you can say life was different before but i didn't think that something else could take place that will make life even different more different and i say this pandemic life is totally different before the pandemic as it is now do you see life going back to normal
2: i see life going be back to normal and beyond normal so i see life eventually once we get past we we really have to take out You know, the people that are infected with the demonic energy, and once they're taken out, things will be better than they ever have been. And I I do see that happening.
0: You know how they say
2: we need to band together. All the humans need to get together, band together, and work as one energy to 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 fight this.
0: They say it's dark as before dawn. Are we in that place now? Now are we in the dark winter?
2: Oh yeah. We're we're there. Well, right now, we're there. You know, phase two, phase one, I call phase one, even though it's really not phase one, uh, the pandemic, but, I mean, because this started, this evil started a long, a long time ago, but um, now they started to, you know, gear things up and set things more into motion and do it right in front of everyone's faces. And so I call the pandemic phase one, and now we've reached phase two.
0: So, obviously, some of the the things that they use to depopulate they use pandemics they use famine we're seeing that right now with the scarcity of food and what's happening with the, the 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 supply chain throughout the world especially food and war so i have to ask you from the your psychic perspective can you discuss your predictions and and your visions about the current and so, obviously uncertain times that we're living in and how you see the, the How do you see them unfolding in the future?
2: I see the uh, people uh, raising up because the ascension process is still in play and they're going to be raising up and more and more people are going to become psychic like me and people like me are going to have to help those people um, to learn how to navigate when their third eye is wide open. And then there, you know, you can't. You're going to have a hard time controlling people when they become psychic, then you're really going to have a hard time controlling them. So I think I see everyone leveling up and then they they won't be able to control, control them after that. And then the people will set down the rules for how the earth is going to be run, not the dictators. It's the people that are going to be deciding we're going to go.
1: Thank you for listening.